Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And welcome to the Laney Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. How's it going? It's good. I have to tell you a really weird story. Okay. Okay. So I am really lazy, so I Uber everywhere. And I hate Uber, but I decided to take it the other day. And I um, get into the car, like as you do in the back seat. And I was somewhat distracted. I was just checking my emails. So I'm tapping away. And then the driver, like two minutes into our drive looks back at me and he says, um, I just want to make sure you're okay. I have um, I have a bit of a, a face rash and I just wanted to make sure you're comfortable. Oh God. And I kind of peek over and I'm like, and I see it and it's fucking rank as hell, but I'm like, I can't. Describe the rankness. Like, is it pussing? Is it it's, it's, oozing shit? It's very flaky. Like very flaky and <sighs> red and there's okay. some wounding. But you wouldn't have noticed if he didn't make a point of like pointing No, out. because the side that I'm looking at is normal, but when he comes and turns around to me as I'm in the back seat, I get a glimpse of the left okay. side of his face, which is like fucking mange. So I I'm, I'm am, trying to be kind. I'm I know I'm trying kind. to be kind too. So yeah. I say to him, "No problem, all good. Like all good in the hood." Great. Even though at a certain point my hands start to sweat because I, as you know from a few podcasts ago, couldn't even walk into your home because you were sick. I, I'm the same way. Like I disinfect shit. Right. I, Unless it's me, I, and I can't control that. Yes, okay. So, so then… Um, so it's a biohazard you're feeling. A hundred percent. Okay. And so we keep on driving, and I'm just like, fuck it, let's get home. And then he's like, okay, I just want to make sure you're okay because it is a little bit um, contagious. And I'm like, <laughs> excuse me? And he's like, yeah, just don't breathe in. And <gasps> I start fucking… I take… I, I'm in the backseat, and I am like jamming myself out into Bloor Street, if anyone is from uh, a Toronto. A busy street. Very busy intersection that's going to go over to onto a bridge. So it's like, it's either do or fucking You're, die. Are you fucking kicking the door I'm open? Kicking, it's an action movie now. I'm kicking the door open. And I've never actually felt fear like that in my life. Because when do you ever feel like, you know, the one our worst nightmare as Why a woman is, is taking trapped. customers if he's fucking <laughs> I know. Anyways, cut to I am risking my life um, to be like run over by a thousand cars behind us. And he's like, oh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I'm just joking. It's just makeup. And I, the relief, anger, sadness, fear, all kind of just <laughs> compact. And I start to cry. Wait, I'm sorry. It was, he was joking? He was joking. You started so he, crying. Yes, because that was terrifying. Has anyone ever said, it was like I was Gwyneth in that movie. What was that fucking movie where, it's, what's that movie that Gwyneth Paltrow was in where it's like, oh, the world dies because of fucking SARS? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Jude Law was in it too. Yes. Yeah, but I felt like I was going to die. And uh, anyway, so I started to cry because that was just the reaction that happened. And I was so fucking goddamn happy that I had to take a picture of him after. After I started to cry and he just thought it was the best thing ever. He'd been doing it all day apparently. And he was like, your reaction was by far the best reaction. There were apparently like… Another guy was in the car before and um, and also was pushing his face while trying to get out of the car. Oh. 
And like everyone, everyone was freaked out by it. Okay, so here is the picture of this guy. <laughs> Which I'll post, I'll post. But what's so, he was a lovely human being. Um, and he, later down the line, I see that there's a camera. And he was like, oh, I am a YouTuber. I like, um, I, I make like prank YouTubes. <laughs> Come on, don't you think that would be really gross to look at? Um, I'd be, uh, you're, I, as I said, you, you took the kindness to next level because I would be livid. What would you have? Okay. So you would not have laughed afterwards. I don't like, I actually felt unsafe for the entire ride. I didn't, I would not like that. I don't know if that is like, people are going to say, oh, I don't want to get him in trouble because he was so I get nice. it. And I'm glad he was nice and everything. But <laughs> I, I, for me personally, I don't like haunted houses. I know that. Um, I don't even like the fun house haunted houses. You won't even watch fucking Stranger Things. Well, I won't watch know. it until somebody else watches it and tells me kind of what happened. So I am prepared. Because you're a pussy. I mm -hmm. think that, you know, in those fun house situations um, or haunted fun house yeah. situations, they jump out at you yes. and like sometimes they touch you or whatever. And the, like the, your heart beats faster and your stomach drops down. Yes. I believe that that shortens your life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That every time that that yes. happens, the strain on your heart and on your system it's amounts weaker. to like a minute of life that's shortened okay. or two minutes of life that has been shortened. I don't appreciate that. Like I, what would you, know, you have done? Well, the first time if he was like, are you okay with my gross scabies? And I would have been like, why are you driving? Okay. Like, why are you at work? Okay, right. I, if you are a biohazard, this is Stay illegal. You should not be out here infecting innocent people. And then I would probably have done. I would. I wouldn't have like because I also wouldn't want to be injured. I wouldn't have started. <laughs> so kicking what would the you door. have done? I would have been like, stop the car right now, right. or I'm calling nine one one. I'm calling my husband. Yes. I will have a manhunt SWAT team surrounding this car. Stop right now. And, and then I would have ran out of the car. And then cut to he's like, but um, shh, it's a prank. Then I would have been mad. Would have I think been I mad. would have been mad. Yeah, there was no option for me to be mad because I still needed to get home and I wasn't actually really wanting to walk <laughs> home. So I really did need the drive. But for really 10 minutes, I was like, really weirded out because as a woman, honestly, that is like your worst nightmare being trapped in, I again, have to knock on wood, Yes, being trapped in a car. So it's like, it was interesting to see my reaction. Thank God I had a reaction of trying to get the fuck out there as opposed to being paralyzed with fear. Um, but anyway, oh so that's my story. I feel it right now. Like I, my heart rate has gone up. My blood pressure yeah. is up. Like These I feel, all the yeah, things. I can't do this. I can't. Right. But which was great though is like when, when that happens, like everything kind of tightens up and you're like ready to go, like just, you know, fight or flight. Like in those situations, you almost think like, God, would you shit your pants? No. For me, I wasn't about to like, there was no bodily functions. It was like, get me the fuck out of here. So anyways, I'm safe. Can we change the subject? Like, oh yeah. Like, let's talk about something more pleasant. Oh, okay. Tell me, tell me what like your fashion theme is this season. So I don't really even want to give away this site that I love right now. Oh, I don't want to tell you guys. Well, okay. What kind of It's items? all vintage. Okay. And she well, is… Well, I won't be… You know I don't like vintage, so I will not be adding to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But she… You don't think old shit carries shit? Oh, you think juju? Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like the way that this chick curates, it like comes from nice people. Let me just go with that because now you're going to implant and imprint something horrible <laughs> on me. Again, I don't want that. So for me, these clothes are beautiful and they come from fucking heaven. 
And she, so I'm very inspired by that and a, um, a company that I've written about a couple of times on the site, which is Doen out of California. It's like this like whimsical, like you're wearing high vintage Levi's and like a fucking blouse that like dips really low. Like I'm very into mm-hmm. that vibe right now. So for me, which I wrote about on the site with Sherilyn Coates, I really fucking, those are my jam. Yeah. Jams right now. I really, really, really like uh, and love um, the Levi wedgies. I know those aren't really particularly new, yeah. but I just feel like shoving a t-shirt into high-waisted straight cut denim. You're you're really Charlie's Angels right now. It, not in the flared kind of… No, but, but like that kind that of silhouette. dip and then sure. high waist yes. and whatever. Yeah. I'm really liking that. I really love the… Uh, Erdem H&M pieces that launched last week or a couple weeks ago. Me too. What did you get? I got the black long sleeve. Like, you know, that whole – someone said to me this whole collection was made for you, Lainey, because it, it's prim yes. and like – um, as you know, I, I like long sleeve, high collar, loose, baggy. Yes. I don't like bodycon. This whole collection. And I, I'm all about a floral print. Yes. And it's all florals and high collar and – like, His whole deal, and we interviewed him for our show, was he wanted it to be like fluidity between the sexes so that you could wear the male. Yes. And the wi- The pajamas are yes. crazy. Yeah. I got um, the black high neck, long sleeve, little girl dress. Yes. Like, and um, this amazing floral tiered dress with a cap sleeve. It's, yeah, so good. Okay. So what are you loving right now? So – if you're into the 70s, I'm now back into the 90s. Okay. Like, my whole thing is I am looking for hiking boots, like yes. fashion hiking boots. Yes. So last year, as you know, I was all about the high heel combat boot, yes. like the Louis Vuitton. Yeah. I had two pairs. I have two pairs of those, and I still wear I the shit out of them. I, yeah. I fucking love those And those boots. are never going out of style. So never. Good purchase, but Jesus Christ, I can't believe you have two pairs of them. Um. Oh, I fucking hunted them down, too. Like, that was, you know… Your shoe addiction is… F- fucking next level. So I'm looking for hiking boots mm-hmm. and I, right now I've like, I've locked in, hopefully by the time this gets posted, I will have bought these, but I'm still, so, and this is totally like 90s flannel shirt, yes. right? Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, Nirvana. ripped pair of leggings and then hiking boots. Okay. So what do you think of these? Oh, those are fantastic. Oh, look, and you know what? But I'm They're, not sure, should I keep tag, the red laces? A hundred percent. Well, you should uh, – yes, 100%. So these are um, fry. fry. So this is nice that they're not your usual $1,200 <laughs> pair of shoes. I'm sure Yasik's happy about those. Those are fantastic. So they're still – that's what's interesting. The hiking boot is still combat in a way. Like it still has the silhouette of combat. Yeah. Um, but just basically has – But I like the, the – the, it's warm. It's yes. going to be warm. These are great. And they're a little shit kicker. Are you free for us to post these so that people can cop your Well, let me buy them no? for <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you have another option? I don't know, right? They're good from the side, right? Those are good. Well, these they're, are the only ones I've I've liked so far. Can I be a dick and say that they're not Supremo hiking boots, though? Like, you, you might call them that, but they are still… They're well, basically… Duh. Like, of course. Like, I'm not a real hiker. I know, but they're really… <laughs> they're really just combat boots with, like, a little bit of arrow flare with the fur on the, on the um, ankle. Yes. Okay. And… Fine. <laughs> I just want you to call them like they are. They're not really But I also hikers. feel like I can kick the like, – I won't be precious with them. The oh, way God, that no. like no, no. I'm super precious with my other boots. No. Those are really like, nice. Like I will kick the shit out of these. And you'll wear those with everything. Jeans, dresses, blah, blah, blah. For, for some reason, I'm short on joggers right now. 
On so, what? Joggers. Oh. So you know I live in joggers. Yes. So how are and, you short on them? <laughs> so um, a couple of them I had to throw out because they got worn. Yeah. Like, you know when they lose shape in the knee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one likes them so, so I've had to, because joggers typically are such thin material. Yes. And when you wear them as often as I do, then it just loses its shape no matter what. And the, the like the band on the waist yeah. starts to go. So now I'm down probably three or four pairs of joggers mm. and I can't find a jogger. I would wear these like every day, my yeah. hiking boots with a jogger all winter. But now I'm now in a panic for joggers. May I suggest what would look really rad are a pair of black cashmere joggers. Okay. Well, I can't find joggers. Well, I, I can find them for you. Thank you. But don't you think that would be really nice? Yes. And like a nice turtleneck yes. with those? Okay. Good. Um, and I should say that my shoe addiction is supported by the fact that I don't have children. Do you know how much children cost? <laughs> Way more than I have. Like I was talking to a friend and she was talking about like – um, daycare plus all the Saturday, Sunday lessons that you have to put your kids into. I don't get and it. And every month it was $2,000. I, I actually won't be able to support and that's one child. kid. Yeah. I don't know how people do it. And then so I thought to myself, well, I need people to stop like fucking telling me about my shoes because um, my shoes <laughs> are less than daycare. Okay. Daycare plus the music and swimming and whatever lessons per month. It's crazy. And then so I was talking to a friend and she was like, she was talking about the summer being over so that she was like, oh, thank God I don't have to pay $300 for the swimming anymore. Yeah. And I was like, a month? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, great. And she was like, yeah, but now it's winter. So there's another lesson. There's hockey or oh, whatever skating. And I was like, so you don't save the $300? She's like, no, after the swimming's over, it's something else. Yeah, of course it is. She was just happy, but because the swimming happens really early and the new lesson, I can't remember the new lesson is, starts like two hours later. Yeah, your life. That's what, she wasn't happy about saving money because there's no, yeah, anyway. Your life and bank account evaporates. But I mean, I hear it's very fulfilling. Um, okay, so <laughs> um, first question, Sasha and Lainey. This might be long, but I need help trying to understand, get over a situation with a guy I was talking to for two years. Long story short, we met two years ago and I was his boss at a summer camp. I'm four years older, 26, he's 22, and we were friendly and then after work ended, we'd keep in touch and quickly became friends hanging out almost every weekend. And after the first year of talking, I found out from social media that he was still talking to his ex. I tried ignoring my feelings, but he kept trying to hang out all the time, and throughout the second year of our friendship, we became even closer. We went to concerts, music festivals, and movies together, and talked all day, every day. My friend said we were in an emotional relationship because we talked nonstop and about everything. I probably should have told him how I felt, but I was nervous we'd ruin the friendship, or he didn't feel the same way. In hindsight, I think he felt the same way, and we were both too scared to do anything. Then this summer, one of our mutual guy friends told him I had feelings for him, and he started to ignore me and got very weird with me. When I confronted him, he said he couldn't go to the two concerts we had planned together because it was too weird and awkward for him. In response, I sent him a very long text back telling him how I felt, that I missed him and our friendship, and I cared about him, and wasn't doing well trying to understand what happened, and he never responded. A day later, he posted through social media that he started dating a girl, and she's 19. This was three months ago, and he's posted this girl all over social media that, quote, she's the one, and he wants to marry her. I can't stop thinking over and over about everything and where I missed the signs, and he was just an immature dick. I'm sad, confused, and in shock. How do I get over feeling dumb, not only that he didn't feel the same way, but also that he's not uh, the friend I thought he was? Um, am I dumb? Did I get played? Oh, I feel bad. <laughs> Why do you feel bad? Well, 
I don't think age has anything to do with it. No. So, you know, like I'm not sure. I, I don't think that the new 19-year-old girlfriend and the fact that they were four years apart, I don't think that – yeah, I don't know that that's relevant. Yeah, we don't need to shame him for no. that. Um. Well, I mean, what do you think? I feel that – I feel that most guys around that age are – uh, fairly dumb and fairly immature and don't really know what they want. And so my gut is telling me that the reason why he like ghosted on her is because he probably doesn't – well, this is what – yeah, this is how I feel right now – is that I don't think that he really ever reconciled how he felt about her. I actually do probably agree with our writer that he did have feelings for her. And in order to carry on this relationship with this 19-year-old who's probably fine as hell, he's just sunk his teeth into that. And I, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you when that goes south, he'll come knocking again. Do I think that that means his uh, behavior of like not returning your text and just being like a weirdo is excusable? No. But I think he's just deal. I think you're just dealing with like an immature 21-year-old. That's how I feel about it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I think that's my initial reaction too. That mm-hmm. Like, what do you, what can you expect from a 21-year-old dude? I, yeah. And I do think like, that there are two. summer camp? I do think. <laughs> Go on, sorry. I don't camp. So I don't know what the camping yeah, what thing is. What does summer camp mean? I, uh, apparently some shit goes down at camp. Right, like, I'm sure it does. Like, there's drama and amazingness and, like, anyway, Lots but. Like, did you watch American Vandal? Yes. And they oh, recon- no, I, yes, yes, yes. The and dummy they reconstructed guy. what happened at camp between I stopped watching. Okay. It was the camp part was amazing. Okay. Um, so I do think though that we can try and look at it from two different perspectives. The first perspective, which you just laid out, is probably like where I would have a go-to. Like my the way I've been conditioned, and I think that the way all of us have been conditioned is to feel that way. But recently we had this guest on the social and I don't remember, I don't even remember what the subject was, but the guest, and I don't even remember really who the guest was. Right. Great. But this is the, a great my, story. My big takeaway from this segment mm-hmm. was the idea of friend zoning being a bad thing. Friend zoning being a bad thing. Okay. Like we have approached um, the term, because what happened was she got friend zoned, right? Like, or… Yes. This is how she sees it. And then when he friend zoned her and he found out that she had feelings, then he was like, oh, this He's makes out. me uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want to like encourage her. So I'm out and I've got this new girlfriend. And the point of um, my takeaway from this segment on the social was that our perspective of friending and being friend zoned is all out of whack. Like, mm-hmm. why do we look at being friend-zoned as a bad thing? Friendships generally last longer mm-hmm. than relationships in your 20s, especially. Like, if you think about if you think about your people you've been friends with versus people you've dated, the people who are your friends are the constants in your life. Right. So when somebody 
when somebody wants to be your friend and only wants to be your friend, why is it a negative thing? It's negative because that one person who didn't want to be put in the friend zone wanted to be in fuck zone, right? The so reason- whose fault is that though? Nobody's because that's what I was going to say. I think what's interesting about our writer is and what she kind of uh, didn't mention was that really she feels embarrassed. She feels embarrassed that she basically Demi Lovato'd the song Let's Ruin the Friendship. Right. And instead of uh, Nick Jonas wanting to fuck her, he was like, no, thank you. So there was embarrassment because she put it out on the table and she thought that their late night conversations, their years of friendship, their doing everything together all night, every night would have been reciprocated. So she doesn't want to be in fucking friend zone. So that's what's wrong with friend zone. She doesn't want to be there. And But this is the thing. Like, are we going to be able to get to a place where men and women can have late night conversations, go to concerts together, go for dinner together, text each other all day, the same way you and I do, no. the same way you and your friend do, you and your girlfriends do, but it's just male and female and not get to a place where you're like, oh, but like you know, he or she is texting me all the time. Is it dot, dot, dot more or is it nothing? Like, I don't, can we, I don't know that we can progress in all the ways that we want to progress if we keep attaching romance onto that. It's hard not to though. Like, I get what you're saying. Out of the five friends that I have, my two of my best friends are guys and they're straight dudes. Like, I love them. They are rad. Um, But I don't talk to them every day, all day, every day. We don't, we're not attached at the hip because if we did, then really we would be in a relationship. We would be in like some sort of… Why? Because he is a dick and you have a pussy? Yeah, because most straight dick wants to go in the pussy if you're spending that much time together. And I think it would be unfair to say that this 21-year-old guy wasn't using her emotionally as his faux girlfriend. Like, I I get what you're saying and I think… in theory, it may, I am like, yes, I hear you. But in practice, have you ever been friends with a straight guy and just were his, you were his everything and he was your everything? And yeah, I think Dylan all and day, I, every, no, but you have, I think your, Dylan and I go in and out of that a lot, like where we text several times a day and when we hang out and we spend tons of time together and there has been like nothing, like he's picked up my shit, literally <laughs> yes. he has unclogged my toilet. Okay. I don't even think Yasik has unclogged my toilet. Have you? Have you? Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes, he has. But not every… Yes, but that's what you're saying. There's spurts. And there's spurts because Dylan has a girlfriend. Um, you're married to another man. You, you're not eating dinners and going out every night with Dylan. Like, the, the way that she's painting it to me is even her friends were noticing that they were fucking inseparable. Like, inseparable, inseparable. But that's normal because neither of them had a boyfriend or a girlfriend yeah, at the so time. Were- and now he has a girlfriend. Yes, but I think she was thinking, hey, we're both catching the feels here because this is more than a friendship. I just, I think that that's a big declaration, Sash. I just think that like, you know, I don't know. And I agree with you. Like I said, we have been conditioned to believe because this is how it's always worked. I just think going forward, it's a big declaration to be like, hey, when a guy and a girl spend all that time together, it's impossible to just be friends. I, I, I don't think that's fair to men or women. Again, I agree, but I, from my experience as having two best guy friends, straight guy friends, that 
we, it would be weird. I would actually find it weird if I was like spending 24 seven, if I was spending the same amount of time as I do with Corey, with one of my guy best friends, I'd think it would be fucking weird. There becomes like over time, like your lives become so intertwined that it becomes, it feels like an actual relationship, like, and not just a friendship, like a relationship relationship. Yeah. I I think I'm going to have to disagree. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I I think that, I think that if, to me, if we allow that to be true, or then I think that in that sense, then it's going to cause all kinds of frictions in other ways. Like it's going to be a barrier for people oh. to continue to have friendships when they're with other people. Like in this situation here, you're right. She feels embarrassed. She grew feelings and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Or we're attaching to him like a negativity here. We're basically saying he used her until something better came along. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to say that. No, oh, but my, initially what I said was too, I think maybe he was feeling those feelings and was like, I don't want to ruin this friendship, that this quote unquote friendship to like, I, I value it too much to like test the waters of having this be something more than that. So what a 21 year old guy does goes, bye, I'm not going to deal with this. And goes and finds someone else. But is that bad? Like if he's like, you know what? Sometimes I'm attracted to her, mm-hmm. um, but not enough or not so strongly to the point where I want to ruin yes, the friendship because not. I want this person to be in my life for Forever. a long time. Yeah. So I'm not going to act on this. I would I would like to continue going to concerts and having her and caring about her right. in a way that's just… It would have been great if that's how he reacted, but he clearly didn't. Well, I, I think that… What's weird is he was put into a position where some other person, now a third party, is like, hey, yo, she she, she's in to you. Like right. she, And of course, as you said, yeah, people are immature at that age. And he he was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to ruin the friendship. Yeah. I don't want her to get the wrong idea. I Peace out. Like, And sure, that is um, that is an immature move. That is weak. And he, But listen, at 21 or 22, like the, your communication skills aren't that sophisticated anyway. Mm-hmm. Like… I don't know. So you can look at it two ways. Yes, he was immature and couldn't communicate properly. But two, like, how, why was he put into that position where he was confronted with having to change the dynamics of uh, the dynamics of a friendship that he didn't want to change? Okay. Yep. So the question here, though, to help her put that into perspective is, number one, the conventional way we've looked at it is, what a dick, he's so immature, mm-hmm. and he couldn't ball up and confront the way he felt about yeah. you, and he used you. Or he, yeah, or he's Never just speak not to him interested. again. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, give me your two. Or perhaps we can start re-examining and re-evaluating and attaching more value to a friend zone experience and how wonderful that might be in the long run. Could you be friend-zoned even though you had feelings for someone? Like, this is the problem now, right? She now has she, – she was truthful with herself and was like, oh, this two years of us saying that we're friends was really more than that to me. I really like you. So now what do, what do you do? How do you go back into friend-zone even though someone wants to put you in friend-zone? You don't want to be in friend-zone. She doesn't want to be in friend-zone. Like, what does she do? She can't be like, oh, remember the time yeah. that you pretend that didn't happen? Let's yeah. be friends again. Like now it's a bit weird. Yeah. And I feel like you just sit with the awkwardness and realize that that's kind of just what's happening right now. And I think that that's what she's going to have to do is pull back and be like, I don't want to be friends with you. This is really hard for me to continue to be friends with you. So right now I can't be friends with you. Yeah. But 
uh, to understand where if we're attaching blame to anything, I don't know that he should eat all of it. No. Right? So you pull back and you're like, this is what happened. It's unfortunate. I am not going to be angry at you for doing this to me, but I can't do this to me anymore. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I just sort of think that like… Again, like if we're going back into friend zone stuff and like being a uh, stand-up friend, then he kind of dropped the ball though still. Like, yes, he might have been scared and yes, he's 21 and now he's with another person. But the fact that he hasn't like responded back to her like heartfelt texts um, is shitty. Like it's no matter totally how shitty. You slice it, and he's, he's, he's and definitely And she gets to immature. call him on that. Yeah, it's shitty. Like, and she does get to call him on that. I think, though, that when you're dealing, this is maybe where the age factors in. Like, he's been spooked. He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that, like, ultimately the bigger conversation that I want to explore in this, by using this example Mm -hmm. is, I'm not sure we can have it both ways. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure as women we can be like, I don't want to be objectified and for men to only look at me as, like, fuckable or not. And then on the other hand, be like, hey, he wanted to be my friend. He valued my company and my opinions and had late night conversations with me and didn't look at me like an object and wasn't like you're fuckable or not fuckable. I don't think we can have it both ways. Can I marinate on that for a bit? Yeah. We'll come back to it. I mean, I, I agree, but like, this again… Is just, I mean, this I, is just a bigger conversation I know bigger, I've been thinking about. Thinking right, about. right. And I feel… Not ready to commit to that yet. <laughs> right. right. Um, all right. Next? So let's go to the second question. Uh, dear Sasha and Lainey, I need your help. Here it goes. My best friend, let's call her Simone, is very well off. I'm talking lineage and generational money. She and her children's children will never have to work if they don't ever want to. She has everything and is very generous with all of our friend group. She has taken my friends on shopping trips and extravagant vacations for birthdays very frequently and is always one to pick up the bill uh, when we are out for dinner. But here's the thing. Simone and I have been friends for almost 15 years. And while she's living the life of the rich and famous, I'm barely making my rent each month. I got divorced last year, have full custody of my two children, and have a full-time job as well as a weekend job just to pay my bills. Simone knows all of this and has not once offered to help me out. I know it's not her responsibility, but I can't help but wonder why she treats everyone with material frivolous experiences while she could actually help me with real life problems. Again, I know it's not her responsibility, but I can't help but be irked sometimes when she's paying for my friends to go to Saks on a spending spree, but won't think to ever offer to lend me money. Am I crazy or are my feelings reasonable? Any advice w- Any advice on how to handle this would be appreciated. L. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is not the first time like the, money, discre- yeah, the discrepancy yeah. between friends and like financial class has come up. Yeah. Has come, right? Yeah. And it's murky. Mm -hmm. It's murky. Like one side of me wants to tell Elle like, uh, this ain't your money and your friend can spend it the way she wants. Like get a fucking, you know, chill the Mm -hmm. fuck out. But then the other side of me is like, if Simone's living it up and her friend is suffering, then like throw her a few bucks uh, to help her out just as like being a friend. I don't know. Actually, I it, it, this one's a tough one. This one's a tough one for me. But I don't think you can expect anything from Simone. And only if she was giving it to you out of like, like out of the warmth of her heart, then that's the only time you'd ever want it anyway. And as we've talked about before, like money makes shit like fine. Like in, in theory, it would be great for her to pay your bills and everything would be hunky-dory. But 
in actuality, it probably would make things really uncomfortable paying, having to pay her back. Like money makes things weird. Money makes things weird. Yeah. I, I, I hear what she's saying though. Like she's, she can't pay, you know, she's having a hard time paying her bills and she's gone through a divorce and she's a single mom and she has all these jobs. And then she's seeing her friend treat other friends to shopping trips. And she's like, Hey, over here, you yeah. know, like, can you not do can you one refund shopping? that dress yes, for me? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I get it. But to your point, Money is so weird and here's here's the difference. Mm -hmm. The Saks trips and the holidays and whatnot are things that Simone wants to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about before, people have written in and and they're like, my friend only likes going to high-end restaurants and like I can't really afford all the restaurants she wants to go to. So that is a collective experience. And so – Simone understanding that not everybody can go on this holiday and can go to shopping here is like, but I do want to go. So in order for me to be joined by my friends, I feel like this is the price that I have to pay and I'm willing to pay it. That's cool, right? Yes. In terms of like your mortgages and your (laughs) bills though, (laughs) it's not exactly an experience that everybody is enjoying together. Right. So it's a different thing. It's it's not like Simone's like, um, let's all go to like <laughs> Walmart or Costco or to she, go on a you know, or let's all come to your house yeah. and open your mail and pay your bills. Like it's not that, right? right. So so I think I think it's yeah. the difference here is that um it is weird to offer someone money to help them live. Yeah. Like on the one hand, you're like, hey, I would take any money that she would offer me. But mm-hmm. if I'm Simone, I'm like, if I offer my friend money, is that insulting? Is that like, hey, I know you can't do it. Yeah. And you're my… Here's my welfare Here's my you. pity. Yeah, of course. And take my pity. Like, you also don't want to like step in and insult someone's pride. Right. So my question to our writer, the person who's written in, is have you asked? Mm. Like, have, do you get the sense there that she's asked? No, I think she's waiting to receive. And you make – yes, you just outlined that wonderfully. Like, it is true. There is a, a separation in, in how this money is being divided. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, 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 I don't I, – I don't, for me, I think it would be really not cool to ask for money. Unless – like, if you're – I get that you're struggling and that's really hard and – God, hats off to you that you're two jobs taking care of your two kids and, and doing it. But you're doing it. It seems like you're doing it. You might not be like buying fur coats and shit, but you're doing it. And um, I just don't think you want – I just I just from experience of like family stuff, like money just makes things really weird. I, listen, I agree with you. It's just that she's written in and she – she. it sounds like she she would like uh, – like, like she would like uh, her friend to help her out. So, I mean, putting aside the fact that you might not ask, mm-hmm. it sounds like, you know, you and you, uh, you're different. Yes. And she, she is there and she's like, I would take it. So if you're, you is that find what she's saying? Is she saying I'd take it or is she just sort of like Why seeing this all happening offered? from a distance? Yeah. Like, is she kind of seeing this from a distance and being like, hey, the offer isn't even there. Maybe she right. – like, I feel like sometimes those are what, what it comes down to is, like, just the fact that the offer hasn't even yeah. been there. Not that you would accept it, but right. just the offering itself would be enough. And Yeah, and I 
listen, I understand it's hard. And so when you're sitting around and you are trying to figure out how to pay your bills and somebody else is going shopping at Saks and taking your other friends out for holidays, it, it's hard not to be resentful. It's just that the offer of helping you with your mortgage and your bills is totally different than the gift of, of a holiday yeah. or a, some makeup from, you know, the makeup counter. Like it is, it would be weird. Like I would be afraid to offer someone money if right. I was in that of position. fear of insulting. Yeah. Like I, you know, you, you don't. If I ever am like hard up, I won't ask you, but you could offer. <laughs> Just put no. Okay. I would. Same would, with the thing for me. Yeah. If you were hard up, I would offer you the money. Yes. And so maybe that's what it is too. Like we're those types of people that when you can see your friends suffering. Yeah. In a way, you yes. would just you would just ask. I would I would I yeah. would go around the uncomfortableness just for the sake of being like, listen, if you need the fucking money, I can give you the fucking money. But you've said you but you also said it's weird. All money conversations. So how does that even come up? Like, I mean, it is an awkward offer to make too. Like I think about I think about, for example, my immigrant parents and Yasik's immigrant parents. And if anybody came to, for, for instance, like my parents' home or Yasik's parents' home and was like, hey, I've noticed that like, you know, right. yes, you I weren't able to yeah. come on the holiday last week and um, I know that times are tight for you. So, you know, here's a thousand dollars. Yasik's parents, my parents would be so offended. mortified yes. and yes. offended. Yes. Uh, like- I can actually picture Yasik's dad throwing that person out right. of his home. Right. Like, and my my dad would, he is not as demonstrative demonstrative as Yasik's dad. My dad is like an introvert and doesn't say like five words through a three-hour <laughs> dinner. So he would just clam up and then go to his bedroom and close the door. Right. Like, it would be weird. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I, you know… I understand, like, again, we want to reiterate that we understand that it's hard times for you. I don't know that, like, the expectation of someone calling you up and being like, do you need some money? Like, it's it's not an easy call to make yeah. either. So seeing it from the other side that Simone also isn't yeah. just finding this easy yeah. watching you. Yeah. Um, if you need it, times. though, if you need it, ask. Okay. Yep. And we can… We can revisit this if you need it and you ask and she's a dick and is like, mm, no. Right. But if you need it and if this is, it's beating you up and like you would use it and you would want it and you would take it, ask, ask and see what happens. Yeah. Keep us posted. Um, all right. I think that's it. Keep yeah. your questions coming and your updates coming to me at Sasha at LadyGossip.com. And check us out on iTunes and Google Play. Um, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 